Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bring On the Reviews podcast, where if you want it, we review it. My name is DC, and the goal of this podcast is to bring you a ton of movie news, comic book news, and even some TV news as well. Today is the 79th episode of the podcast, which is happening on October 10th, which will probably come out October 11th because it's kind of late right now. But yes, I digress. Um, so in the first segment, of course, as always, is thumbs up, thumbs down, where basically I give my thoughts on the news, images, trailers, and other stuff that happened this past week. Um, sometimes I go off script, um, but I do give a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs all the way in the circle. So the first thing here is images, which is an image of the new Batwoman that will be on CW, um, starting right now. Um, because CW's um, DC Universe actually started right now. So DC TV actually started um, this past week. So Ruby Rose replaying Batwoman. And her costume looks pretty legit. It looks very, very comic accurate. I actually like the design of her cape. It looks very, very cool. It just is a, a certain flair to it. Plus, her face looks pretty nice inside of the mask. So, everything so far looks very, very solid. I'm on board with this so far. Only thing I want to see now is a trailer and hear her act with the costume on and potentially with it off. I'm thinking that she's like a mix between Bruce Wayne and Jason Todd. That's what I'm envisioning right now is just that she's very, very, um, very smart, methodical but also a wild card at times. So it just, it merges both the good parts and bad parts of those two characters. So I kinda wanna see exactly what Ruby Rose is gonna do in this role and see how she looks, how she feels, and how she plays off the duality of the roles that she's gonna play, whether it be um, the, the mild-mattered um, Kate character or the very harsh, um, Batwoman character so it'd be kind of kind of cool to see exactly what goes on with it for me just a thumbs up only because the picture itself looks amazing looks on point it looks very like they, like they took it right out of the comic book itself it just looks very very good um, I'm all for it I kind of want to see her guns though because she uses guns so I kind of see that and where she actually keeps them but I'm guessing it's going to be like um, towards the back side of her cape which is fine um, keep it concealed is good um, plus the cape isn't long, which is good as well. I always felt weird when the cape is super long, but for her, her cape is like a decent amount, probably up to her, um, kneecaps, which is a fine, um, amount because it, you can hide your hands for the most part. For her legs, she can't really hide those, so that's, that's fine. But for the picture itself, it looks very, very solid and I'm all for it. I can't wait to see her pop into the, the DC, um, television universe and see exactly how they mix her in with the rest of the group. I know she's going to clash with a lot of them because some of them are happy and some of them are kind of dreary, but they're all used to actually doing their own kind of thing. So I, I like to see what happens when they all mix together. So for me, again, that's thumbs up. The next thing up here is um, Margot Robbie has been cast in the lead for the... Um, the Barbie movie. So, basically what happened is, um, Marvel, not Marvel, <laughs> Warner Brothers, other group, um, Warner Bros. picked up this, um, property, and then they actually casted her in there. And I believe they're trying to get the, 
the um the director for the Wonder Woman movie to direct for this one as well. So it'd be kind of cool to see what happens with it. Um, for me, hearing that Margot Robbie is um, casted as the Barbie character, that's fine by me. I, I remember her role in that um, Scorsese movie was very, very good. Now, Wolf of Wall Street was a pretty solid film, and seeing her in that role, it makes you think about, all right, she'll do good, and then... Her character in um, Suicide Squad and then um, other properties she's been in showcases how she's able to switch from one side to another side. So I kind of want to see it become like a a mix between Toy Story and um, I'm guessing like Toy Soldiers kind of. That, that kind of mix. If you have it there where, you know... Whenever some human being passes by, she goes frozen for a second or two. That'd be kind of cool to see. Um, I kind of am excited for this property, to be honest. I give this one thumbs up just because Margot Robbie is such an amazing actress. And the fact that it got her to um, star and produce in this movie is top notch. And even bringing in the, even trying to bring in the um, director for Wonder Woman, even better. So you put the right person in the right roles and you get the right people back in them, you're going to have a great property. So for me, seeing that Margot Robbie is going to be forefront in this one, it should be very, very good. I kind of want to see what they do with it. If they bring out a part two, who, what other characters would they bring out there? Who would be the Ken character? Um, bring out other characters that you know some folks might want to see from there and then have her have like the barbie dream house or whatever have you so that'd be kind of cool to see i I wouldn't mind seeing all that mixed in together just because this barbie property is such a big property and it sells toys it really sells toys like hotcakes so seeing that they're gonna make a movie about it there's plenty of stories you can make about Barbie. Um, I remember first when I mentioned this one, I was kind of confused and kind of um, kind of scared for it. But now seeing that Margot Robbie is connected to it, I'm kind of hopeful. Um, seeing that she's going to be the lead role, you could potentially bring out a franchise. And she's not old, so she could keep on going for a good couple of movies. Um, the only thing I'll say this, though, is to make sure to have a proper plan for these Barbie movies. And don't just make it like one-offs here and there. Just make it where it's like a trilogy of sorts where they fall in line or something. Um, you could make spin-offs if you really want to. Get like a Ken movie and then see and him figure out what he needs to do. That'd be kind of dope. If you have it where Ken is in the first one, you know, love interest for that one. Second one, he kind of dies off and someone else becomes love interest. And then third one potentially is his movie where, you know, he's trying to find his love interest. That'd be kind of cool. So I, I wouldn't mind that at all. But yes, back to my point. Um, this one gets a thumbs up because Margot Robbie's in the star role for this movie. So next thing I have here in the um, the news is the connection between The Rock and Netflix. So basically what happened was um, Netflix is going to partner with The Rock to make a movie that is titled John Henry and the Statesman. So if you haven't heard about this story, it's a very, very, it's a very, very famous story. Um, John Henry, he's a super, super awesome character. I remember him from when I was in school, and they made us read the story over and over and over again, which I didn't mind because it wasn't a bad story at all. But it feels like a um, 
like a Nat Nat Cole character. Is Nat Cole? Yeah, I believe it's Nat Cole. Yes, that kind of character where you know he's doing his thing. He's making um, the big big mark for the African African American um, society or society nationality nationality. Yes, you can say that. Yeah, you can say that. Um, and he he's doing great. So see that the Rock is attached to this. I don't mind it because the Rock is a pretty big dude. So see him play that character, I wouldn't mind it at all. Plus, he's always been the the lovable character. So seeing that he's playing John Henry is only a plus because you want this character to be lovable. You want this character to have you want this you want people to follow this character as closely as possible. And the fact that you put Dwayne Rock Johnson in this role, you're only going for greatness because he's still he's still pumping out movies. He's still doing great great with his roles and attaching that big of a star to this movie is only going to make it even better. And with Netflix, you have the ability to possibly pump out like two or three movies, possibly. Who knows? But I know that Netflix movies has been getting better and better over the couple over the couple years they've been doing this whole thing. So now it's no longer, oh, this movie is on Netflix. Now it's like, oh, this movie is a good viable role for Netflix. And there's been actually great movies that come out of Netflix properties. So I, I can't wait to see this. This one I give a a thumbs up. Just because, you know, it's it's the rock being put in a role where he should do great and Netflix should be able to mold him into what they need to make happen. So for me, this one is definitely a thumbs up. The next thing I'm here is um Warner Warner Media. I was about to say Warner Brothers. Warner Media is going to launch their own streaming service. So if you're confused like I am when I read this um, a couple of days ago, I I don't blame you. Um, when it comes down to it, basically what happens is um, Warner Media and AT&T, or AT&T took over Warner Media. I believe that's how it was. So now there's a ton of properties that are under the whole thing. So if you think about it, right now there's um, HBO, TBS, and then the Warner Brothers Entertainment. So that means all the DC um, universe and all the other stuff that's there. So you have all that that's located underneath the AT&T Warner Media um, brand. So now they want to make their own kind of subscription service because everyone's doing their own thing, you know, which is kind of confusing because DC's doing their own thing as well, which is kind of under the umbrella of this one too. So I'm guessing they're going to make it where you can only get the DC properties through the DC streaming service, and then anything else is not DC will be going through um, the Warner Media, which is fine, but at the same time, it's like, you might as well just put them all together. Or make it where if you get the streaming service from Warner Media, you get a discount on the DC universe, because they're, the, they're basically the same thing, kind of. The only thing you're missing is a couple of movies, well, couple of movies, a couple of good comic book movies that will be on DC um, universe that won't be on... Um, the entertainment one. So hopefully one, hopefully they don't make things kind of mucky, which I could foresee it happening just because there's so many properties with it. You think about all the shows you saw on TBS, that's all under there. Anything you saw on HBO, all under there too. So it's, it's going to be a big mammoth of a thing. And I feel that every company is not going to try, now is going to try to do it. Um, Disney's doing it right now. DC's doing it, so does um, Warner Warner Brothers, and then Netflix had their, well, they pioneered the whole thing, so I believe that 
everyone trying to do their own little um, streaming service, which will cost a lot of money on the folks that's buying this whole thing. So for me, I give it um, a thumbs down, honestly. I, I don't like this at all. I, I'd rather you just try to combine as much as possible and not have it where every single company has their own streaming service because now you're charging $7 a pop. It's, it starts to add up, and then you might as well get cable because then these things are just eight, 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 $7 to $8 a pop. It, just, it starts to build up on you. It's, just, it's too much. So, yeah, it's not my cup of tea. I kind of wish they they mixed this up, changed the things around. I'm not sure whoever has HBO will get a discount on this one. I guess it will because it's going to be underneath the whole thing again. So it, just, it feels like they're going to double up on what they're actually pushing out there. So for me, it just... It just spells horribleness. This is not my thing. So on that reason alone, I give this whole thing a thumbs down all the way. So I have um, a couple trailers. The first one being The Mule that's starring... Um, what's his name again? Hold on. Clint Eastward. Clint Eastward. So basically he's going to star in this movie. And he's a mule, but he looks like a, a very, very gangster mule. So, you know, mules are sometimes, you know, pushovers and so forth and so forth. But I believe this one has a lot more story into it. I believe that he has to do it because of um, trying to so, trying to provide for his family, basically. So it seems like a good, interesting movie. Um, the seeing him in the role that looks like it's gonna be fun, and I love seeing that he's still doing more roles that's geared towards like the action scene that doesn't overplay it and make it seem like he's unstoppable. I like to see that when you get older, that you could merge your action nicely with how old you are. You should definitely take notes, Denzel Washington. I know folks are gonna be ha- mad at me for saying that, but I'm a fan of keeping to your age. And knowing that these are the moves you can do, these are the moves are, are believable, I am still not on board with Equalizer at all. But yeah, I digress. So, Clint Eastward is doing this movie. It looks very, very good. I give this one a thumbs up because the movie really, the movie, um, the trailer really draws you in. And I kind of want to see more. Um, that's the purpose of a trailer is to make you feel hyped about it. And so far, I'm ready to see a lot more from this movie. So let's go for another trailer. Hope it comes out soon enough so I get more of the backstory. It didn't give too much of the story now. It just gives like a, a very overarching kind of theme, which is which is fine for the first trailer. So the second trailer when it comes out, I want to dive a little bit more into the story, figure out what's really happening because I got like a, a good sense of it. But I'd rather them tell me this a little bit more and then see the rest for it in the theater. So for me, thumbs up. So Comic-Con basically had, um, well, New York City Comic-Con just finished um, this past weekend. It was uh, it was cool. I actually went on Sunday. It wasn't the best experience in the world. It's, it's kind of sad just because I, I really do enjoy going to Comic-Con. And for this year, it was just too packed for me uh, i feel that they might need a bigger venue but i'm not sure where would they put it exactly because right now they're doing the jacob javis center they're doing the hammerstein um, ballroom 
They're also doing um, Madison Square Garden, the theater. So they're, they're mixed up in quite a few spaces and locations. So think about that. Um, so I don't know any other place that will be big enough to house even more sections of it. And it's funny because when I was talking to someone, they mentioned that possibly increasing the amount of days, which for me, no, don't do that. It just, the four days is fine. Increase to the five might just have even more people show up and it won't actually, you know, separate the, the madhouse that was this past weekend. So for me, I would like to get a bigger venue and potentially, you know, do more things when you have like a, a, a bigger um, crowd and be able to separate them as much as possible. But yes, that's my thoughts on Comic-Con so far. So I have a couple of trails here that came out this past weekend. The first one being Star Trek Discovery Season 2. So this trailer came out, and it looks very, very good. I didn't see Season 1, but Season 2 trailer makes me want to go see Season 1. It just, the feel and vibe of it, it really looks and feels amazing. And their costumes are, are great as well. I am um, a real big fan of how they looked for this trailer itself. And I kind of want to go see it. Uh, I really do. So from the basis of it being a trailer and it being something that needs to excite you and bring you towards the actual series itself, it did well. I give this one a three quarters of the thumbs up just because it looks very good. I want to see more. The one thing I give three quarters is because um, of the Spock element that came at the end. So that one there kind of threw me off a little bit. I, I wasn't sure when they brought Spock in if it was the actual Spock that w- we know or is it just a different Spock altogether. So for me, I had to get a, a, a slightly downward spiral just because of that, just because it was the very last thing they showed and it threw me off just a little bit. So that one's three quarters way up for a thumbs up. The next one I saw was um, Good Omens. So basically this movie is going to be um, a angel and a demon are kind of best friends, but not really best friends. The demon says that the angel is his best friend, but the angel says that the demon is not his best friend. So it's kind of like hijinks ensues when they both come together, basically. And the world's about to end. So it looks kind of cool. It feels like a, a, a decent vibe. Uh, I wasn't too excited about it but not too put off by it so for me thumbs middle just because it was excitable but at the same time it feels like it might bore me like halfway through but i can see where it could be quite funny because there's some aspects where the demon's trying to be extra friendly with the angel and he's like no i'm not with it because you're a demon and i'm angel and we shouldn't be friends at all so it just it feels like it could be a lot of fun and it just there's something about it that makes you kind of want to see it but kind of don't if you get what i'm saying it just it's one of the series where it just it, it you're on the fence about it but at the same time you wouldn't mind going to see it so that's how i really feel about this um trailer itself i, I wouldn't mind going to see it but i'm not running towards any kind of um outlet to see this movie or tv show i can't remember which one it was but yeah i'm not running to go see it but I wouldn't mind to go see it. So that one's a thumbs middle. The next thing I have here is um, um, Deadly Class. So Deadly Class is quite interesting. It's 
it's one of those things where I thought it was a um a mix between like like old kung fu movies and also X Men of sorts, which kind of confused me because when I saw their outfits, I was like, "Is this an X Men movie?" I'm I'm not really sure. I, I'm kind of confused, but no, it feels like they're like assassins, like a new age assassins, which uh, it kind of confused me for a bit. Um, but it, it, yeah, I'll be honest. It, it really didn't speak to me at all. I just want a thumbs down. It's, it's one of those weird, weird vibes where I was bored watching the trailer and I was like, yeah, if I'm bored watching the trailer, I'm definitely bored watching the series itself. It just, it, it, it feels weird. It, it feels like something that probably should be not made at all. Or if they made it, to make it better. It just, it, it feels kind of off. And the only reason why I'll give it a try is because Benedict Wan is in it. And he's just an awesome um, actor. So that's the only reason why I would try it. Otherwise, no, it's, I would say it's very, very clear from this whole um, series itself. Um, Deadly Classes seems like it, It'll be boring. It feels like it's a, a thing that'll come on around like the two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, um, and you are already like tired, and your your mindset is not there. So when you watch, you're like, oh, it's cool, but it's not really cool. It's like it's something that you watch and put in the background whenever you're doing like some laundry or something like that, or if you need to fall asleep, that's something you put in the background. And say, all right, let's put it in the background. I'm not gonna pay attention to it but I might fall asleep when I listen to it. So that that's what I'm thinking about when I see this trailer for Deadly Class. So for me, thumbs all the way down, unfortunately. The next trailer I have, the next trailer I have here is for Mortal um, Mortal um, Engines. So this one looks very, very good. Um, first and foremost, thumbs up. I am very excited to see um, this movie. It just, the second trailer for this movie is definitely a great trailer. It didn't give too much away. It compounded. Oh, compounded. It um, it really worked on more of what the first trailer landed for you, and really showcased what could potentially happen in this whole thing. So it didn't give away too much, which I'm happy about. And at the same time, it made me pretty excited to go see this whole movie. So I can't wait to go see it. There's a very very big mystery. So you see more of the backstory between the main characters and you're kind of confused, but at the same time, you're kind of interested in seeing like, all right, what exactly happened? Cause you gave me pieces and you gave me a semi piece more, which is what you should do in the trailer. And now I have a little more information, but at the same time, I'm still confused on what exactly happened. What are their main motives and what was said between point A to point B so I'm kind of happy that this trailer came out. I'm kind of happy that it didn't spoil too much. And I'm kind of happy that it didn't feel dry or or um, dull at all. So for me, this one, thumbs up all the way. Next trailer here is the She-Ra and the Princess of Power. So this one is an animated property. It's basically um, the He-Man property. Basically, That's basically what it is. It's He-Man property, but the female version of it. And it feels like it's a mix between that and the new Voltron series that's on Netflix right now. So, so far, based on those two um, descriptions, it's not bad. 
I, I wouldn't mind going to see it. At first, I was like, um, eh, thumb middle. But then I changed the three quarters up because the towards the end, it kind of caught my interest a little bit more. So I, that's, that's why I gave it a little higher rating. Only because the fact that the main hero is like semi, not really brainwashed. She's led up to believe that her group was the the better group, or not better group, her group was the good group, but then she found out that her group is actually the bad group, so it's kind of funny, kind of hilarious that, you know, that kind of, um, you know, events led up to her becoming one of the good people, well, good people in other people's eyes, basically, so it's kind of cool to see that happen, um, the, the film vibe of it is actually not bad at all, the first couple of seconds of the trailer, it was kind of, dragged a little bit just because you're not really sure what's happening you see that there's a lot of training going on you see that you know she has the sister character that potentially could be a bad person in the end because she looks like you know she's going to be resentful it feels like it feels that that part there really resonated um iron fist to me when i saw that part i was like oh she seems like a davos character but i'm not sure um based on the trail alone she seems like she might turn evil in the future, which would be kind of cool to see a dynamic between her and the She-Ra character and them going against each other, which is a, a old tested, you know, um, trope to have where, you know, sisters or brothers or siblings in general, they fight each other, basically. So it's kind of cool to see that. For me, thumbs three quarters of the way up because the fact that it drew me in towards the end, which I didn't mind. Um, so that's... That's a good thing. It really is. The next thing I have here is um, Harley Quinn. So it felt like this one was a teaser trailer of sorts. Um, it wasn't long at all. It was only a couple of seconds long. It showcased um, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy and a cameo by Batman. He, he showed up for a little bit. So it just tells, you know, what the story might be about. It gives you the film vibe a little bit. But it doesn't go too much into it, which is fine um, from a teaser. Because I'm not sure when they're going to drop a, a, a main trailer. But for a teaser trailer, it did what it's supposed to do. It got your interest. It got my interest a little bit more than it normally would have. So for me, thumbs middle for this one. Just because I wasn't too excited when I saw this trailer. But at the same time, I wasn't bummed out. And I was like, eh. Harley Quinn, you know, let's see what they have with her. She's locked up right now, so let's see what exactly happens in the prison, I guess. I'm not sure if it's going to be like a flashback series where it shows her outside and let her get inside, or it's going to be just it shows her inside the prison and potentially her getting outside the prison. I'm, I'm not sure what happens. And so that's the reason, another reason why I made it thumbs middle, because I'm not really sure what is going on with this whole thing. But from what it showed so far, I was semi-entertained by it. I can be honest, semi. It wasn't fully, but definitely semi. So that's it for thumbs up, thumbs down. Next section I have here is come to theaters. So basically, um, every week there's a bunch of the bunch of theaters, bunch of movies that come out each week, and I look up, I leak them, I rank them from interested to I'll pass. So if you go on the actual podcast notes, you'll see the actual trailers for these three movies. So based on the trailers alone, I will rank these movies. So right now, 
you have Bad Times at El Royale, which has a ton of people in there. A very big, big ton of people. I'm not going to name people off, off the top of my head, but I know Chris Hemsworth is in it and um, other folks. I can't remember off the top of my head. But I do know that this movie seems quite interesting. It really does. Um, it's one of those things where it looks very cool. I like the Chris Hemsworth character. He looks very, very creepy. I also like the um, African-American character. She pops in there and she seems like she's very, very nice and has a, a dark history for her, basically. So for me, I, I see this one. Oh, yeah, John Han, John Han is in as well. Um, there's quite a few actors in this movie. It looks very interesting. And the trailers didn't give away too much. It gave away just enough to where I'm very, very intrigued on what exactly happens because there's a lot there's a lot of missing pieces from the trailer, which is what you need to do. You want to have it where you have folks guess what's happening, but at the same time want to go to the movie theaters and actually see it. So for me, that one did its, its job. So I'm very hyped to go see that movie for sure. The next one I have here is um First Man. So First Man, I'm actually semi-interested in seeing this movie. It seems like something I wouldn't mind going to see in at all, but at the same time, I might be semi-bored because it's it's not my kind of movie. It's not my kind of genre. So for me, it's this, I'll, I'll see how it is. Um, Ryan Gosling stars in this one. Um, so it looks pretty cool. Neil Armstrong is, is getting the story basically made about him. It looks like it wouldn't be too bad, but I'm not sure on how entertained I'll be in this movie. So, for, for me, that's why I get semi-interested, because I kind of want to see it, but at the same time, I kind of don't. But it's not a pass, because it looks like it'll be good. But this next movie is a pass. Um, This movie is called Ghost, Ghostbusters. <laughs> not Ghostbusters, Ghost Bumps, um, Haunted House. Haunted House. Haunted Halloween. Um, this one gave a semi-pass, just because I am not exactly sure about this movie. It, it does bring the characters from the first one to the second one. It does have R.L. Stein in there, which is going to be Jack Black. It does go over quite a bit of what oh, happened in the first one, as I said before. But I, I, I don't know. This one, I would give it a hard pass, but I know this one is basically meant for Halloween. So based on that is the reason why I gave it a semi-pass instead, because it's for the genre that's happening right now. Um, it's going to kick off the Halloween season, and... That, that's what it's supposed to do. It's, it's not made for me. It's made for kids. But basically, based off the actual trails itself, it, it looks like it would be okay. Um, I wouldn't be bored, per se, but at the same time, I, I wouldn't be extra excited to go see this movie. I'll, I'll probably just wait for it to come out in matinee at times and go see it then. But I wouldn't be like, all right, let's go see it you know, Thursday night or something like that. Um, I wouldn't do that at all. So, um, that's all I have for this episode. Um, you can find us on all social medias. On Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, iTunes, at Bring On Reviews. You can find us on Twitter, at Bring On Reviews. No, the not one. You can use the hashtag Bring On Reviews for any comments, personal reviews, and suggestions you might have. You can even visit the website, which is bringonreviews.com for any movie reviews and even this podcast as well. If you love watching TV shows, enjoy watching movies. Therefore, you should definitely put your voice out there and start writing some reviews. If you want to write from 
reviews for this website, please email me at info at bringonreviews.com and use the subject line, I want to join the review team. Um, besides that, you can also send in any questions and inquiries you might have to that same email address as well. Do find me on social media on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at Dwight Ant C. That's D W I G H T A N T C. Again, that's D W I G H T A N T C. Or if you want to email me directly, you can email me at dc at bringonorreviews.com. And we'll catch your reviewers next time.